Welcome to the What's Your Truth podcast, the show that not only showcases the best of independent artists, but also explores what inspires them, what drives them, and what they consider their fundamental purpose as an artist to be. Today on the show, we have a true legend of the music industry, Mr. Ivan DePrume, a drummer since the tender age of 12, despite his hard-hitting reputation and penchant for onstage pyrotechnics. Per Ivan, his deepest influences come from the realm of classical music via his grandfather, renowned violinist Franz Jehin Prume. He joined his first band at age 16 with his good friend, Sean Esalt, uh, which I'm pretty sure I said that correctly. I actually looked up how to pronounce her name. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it was a band called Life. Well, as the story goes, the band broke up. But the good news was that Sean soon came knocking again, this time looking for a drummer for the band that would become White Zombie, one of the pioneers of groove metal. Aside from touring extensively with the band, Ivan recorded three EPs and three full-length albums with White Zombie, including the groundbreaking multi-platinum Grammy-nominated Los Exorcisto, which, among other metal classics, introduced the world to the White Zombie classic Thunder Kiss 65. Not bad for a kid from Brooklyn, and this was only the beginning of his insanely cool career in the industry. After White Zombie, Ivan went to the world-famous Musicians Institute, completing their drum and percussion program and further expanding his musical horizons, after graduation, he opened Burning Sound Studios, his music production company. Via this company, Ivan has produced, recorded, and collaborated with no less than the likes of KMFDM, Jack Off Jill, members of Madonna's band, and heavy metal pillars Megadeth. Now, by no means has Ivan remained on the down low as a musician since White Zombie. Always with a project in his back pocket, Ivan has had several writing, recording, and performing projects over the past few decades, culminating in his most recent project, Boundless Joy. As Ivan puts it, this group combines classic metal, hard rock, and funk to create a sound that is driving, heavy, and rhythmic. And I've listened to the music, and it absolutely does do that. Now, as cool as all of that is, I've had the good fortune to get to know Ivan a bit over the years, and the thing I personally love most about him is how cool, fun, and genuinely sweet of a being he is. Literally one of the nicest guys I've ever met, and always there as a friend when needed. We met through the Minaric Guitars booth at NAMM a few years ago. It's been a pleasure getting to know you more and more over the years, and it's an honor to have you on the show today, ladies and gentlemen. Ivan Deprune. Dude, bro, thank you, thank you for that anyway, crazy, awesome introduction. I, I, I man, you, you, you just uh, did it so well, man. I, I, <laughs> I'm a little flattered. Uh, uh, it was very nice to hang out and get to know you too, man. You're, you're an awesome guy, and uh, hanging out at Nam every year is always a totally awesome i'm and i and i'm sorry i'm not gonna be able to make it this year because my band is we're uh we're playing a show with american overdose on 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 friday and uh i was gonna fly in on saturday just to catch you guys before it all closes out it's such a short uh uh term this year usually goes on until sunday night mm -hmm. um but uh yeah i just can't make it happen to come out it's always fun um uh but but yeah yeah it's good to good to see you man yeah, man. Good to see you, too. It's been too long. So uh, shall we roll into it? Yes, let's do it. Marvelous. So my first question for you is, how did you decide that you wanted to become a musician? Oh, man, I just always loved music. You know, I, music always fascinated me. Uh, just the melodies and rhythms and and uh, something. It just it just takes me away. You know what I mean? Like like you hear a melody and I'm just drawn to it and I just feel like I just feel like uh, uh, I'm I'm traveling or being just just uh, I guess taken away is the best way to put it because it's like you know it's a it's a it's a form of entertainment um, it's candy for the ears if if it's good music <laughs> sometimes uh, it could be a little uh, uh, disturbing or or uh, you know noise uh, but um, there's there's just so many different things we could do with sound sound fascinates me. Uh, the vibrations—it's uh, uh, powerful. We can, we can do so much with vibrations. <laughs> so, I, and then we can really uh, uh, spend a lot of time talking about that. Uh, but for me, uh, uh, drumming uh, is is where I found my greatest joy with music. Um, uh, but I, you know, I, I play other instruments, but uh, but drumming is just from an early age. I just watched a drummer up there on stage, and I'm like, whoa. Just, just the the thundering powerhouse of just hitting those toms and, uh, yeah. Right on. And what was the first experience you remember having with music? With music itself, well, my father actually would um, was was really into uh, musical 
uh, uh, cultures from around the world. Uh, he, he spoke uh, and fluently uh, uh, seven different languages, Spanish, French, Italian, Russian, uh, English. Um, uh, he, he, he um, did I say French too? And Chinese, wow. uh, just, just crazy. Uh, and, and he uh, always brought music from around the world uh, into the house. He would play it on the old vinyl turntable and uh, I would listen to the, to the music and I would just, you know, like, wow, this is kind of cool from, you know, from the polka German music to uh, um, the Beatles to, you know, you name it, uh, a classical. He always played classical music. And um, so I would, I would get drawn into the different sounds. And so that's the first experience I've had um, and then I had the uh, the Fisher Price turntable with the different color discs. Oh, I, yeah. remember, I remember putting one of those on, and I'm like, "Ooh, this is cool!" Hearing the melody, you know, uh, yeah, yeah. little little, little uh, music boxes, and uh, and then vinyl records. I started getting into vinyl records. I, I picked up uh, one of the first records with Black Sabbath, um, uh, with War Pigs and Paranoid. That album, just oh, yeah. an album, and then. And then from there, I, I started getting into, you know, some disco. Uh, I picked up uh, uh, Rapper's Delight, uh, mm -hmm. some, um, I remember, Don, Diana Ross records, Donna Summers, uh, Michael Jackson, Off the Wall, uh, and then uh, some Beastie Boys stuff when that came out. But that was later. Yeah. Uh, but in the earlier days, uh, um, Motley Crue, Shout Out the Devil, that record. Oh, I yeah. Saw, I saw that sitting in the window. I'm like what <laughs> these guys look insane <laughs> and then uh, uh iron maiden of course you know i remember getting into uh number of the beast i had some friends around the, the block that um uh you know growing up in the brooklyn days uh uh these guys uh took me to uh judas priest concert actually uh i saw iron maiden later but uh it was judas priest defenders of faith tour and um yeah, they destroyed that stadium, freaking pulling all the cushions out, throwing fireworks, and mm -hmm. it was insane. It was really crazy, but but just the the tones and the music and the guitars, just, brrr, da, 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 just great, great. He came out with the motorcycle, and mm -hmm. that, was that, that was when I became a metalhead. I'm like, that's it. Change my look, wear more leather, and ch just chains, and just badass, you know? Um and then uh, Metallica came out after the Iron Maiden. Yeah, I was a big Iron Maiden fan. But then, uh, then Metallica came out and just swallowed me right up with that tone, with that, those guitars. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome, man. And, yeah, that's super cool. And it's funny because I've actually, going back to what you were saying about, like, getting into the hip-hop scene and the Beasties later on and, like, Rapper's Delight, I actually just did. I'm doing um, a course on, on getting certified for Logic Pro. Yeah. Oh, but cool. as part of that, I had to do a research paper, and I actually did my paper on Rick Rubin, who cool. was around during all that, and he was like one of the pioneers yeah. of the hip hop movement. So oh, I actually yeah. have a lot of appreciation for the stuff you just were talking about, and I realized you were in New York City, which is where all that, which where he was. That's right. That's you right. were in the of all that too, and it's cool oh, to hear man. live from somebody who was there that that actually how profound of an impact that had. Even though you ultimately ended up in the metal world, that's still and I can hear it in your playing too, man. Your 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 pocket, your groove is fucking awesome, man. Oh, thank you, man. Thank you. Yeah, I, I was just blown away when I was like, wait a minute, Rick Rubin and Slayer coming yeah. from Run DMC, and uh, did he do Beastie Boys too? I don't know. He did. He did. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Uh, um, License to Ill was him. Yeah. Oh shit! Yeah, he I was mean, like the one that broke them. <laughs> from, from, from yeah, that that kind of put sums it all up for me because that's my. You know that that was a huge influence on on me between the the beats and the metal guitar. You know that's to me that was what it's all about. And then Public Enemy came out, you know, with N.W.A. and that that helped White Zombie uh, because Rob Zombie got really into that whole vibe. You know, um, but, you know, and, and it's utilizing the 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 technique of the of the rapping with his voice, and then at the same time um, uh, with the flavor of the of, of, of the that um, you know, scary element, the scary element of uh, of like 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 NWA was like scary rap. You know, they had the yeah. well, the violence and the creepy stuff. You know, because we were we were like a horror band, right? So so yeah. we wanted that. You know, we were all about you know the scared uh, element, uh, and um, 
And we also he he also wanted to, uh, he was bringing up editing the music video, the Thunder Kiss, to have the flashy kind of rap, you know, uh, vibe, uh, which then he became a director with that. And, which is true, and I never occurred to me, but that's true. NWA and bands and groups like that, there's like a certain level of aggression that goes along with them. That right. is, it, it's it is, it's intense. Right. Um, yeah. 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 Right. <laughs> yeah. We love everything. You know, we're all about it. You know, we're all about it. You know, that back in those days, we were. It was all about making a making a difference, making a difference with. Uh, uh, and it was it was almost uh, like a cross between entertainment and culture and just just to um have an impact uh to just turn heads more like yeah. um uh shot the shock element yes uh, which is not necessarily always a good thing you know because uh you know people like especially nowadays like we, there's just so much shock elements in the world with constant school shootings and 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 violence out there and protesters and vandalisms and and the, the weather and the climate changes and it's like every day there's always something else. So now it's like tornadoes and uh, it's like, you know, so, so that's, I think, I think that's part of the reason why I wanted to switch over to uh, have a band name that was not so horror and scary and like Boundless Joy is the new band I got going. And that band name uh, is the complete opposite, focusing on our higher life condition uh, instead of being in the lower of uh, of like um, anger and and, yeah. and hate and um, animality, uh, uh, boundless joy is more uh, of the, the greatest uh, life condition where you're just happy and and things are just you know we were feeling um, uh, 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 so great to be alive. You know, I mean, I mean, think about the great the, the most joy you experience in your life. Well, you take that. And that that's that's boundless joy. <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't know. No, I love that, man. I think that's so awesome. And yeah, that is definitely opposite end of the spectrum of a band name like White Zombie, for example. And but I love the viewpoint, and it's true. Like yeah, yeah. it's a point in your life where you just kind of have to look, and it's like there's all this crap that can shock you if you let it, but there's so much to take stock yeah, of and appreciate. Yeah. And there really is a boundless, you know, flow of joy running through your life if you perceive it, you know, and if you're open to right. it. Right, right, and that's 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 the thing. Uh, and I think I think you know the world right now is is just so much suffering and pain. I I just you know between uh, all of the all of the, the the stuff that's been going on the last couple of decades, uh, I think it all like really hit, started with nine eleven. You know, yeah. I remember with the, with the two thousand one, and then and then from there on, it's like like a big dark cloud. It was like over over the world. And I know, I know a lot of it has been going on. It's just a lot of things are exposed now and we're reacting to it. Like, like all of the police brutality and, and, you know, um, the treatment of, uh, of black people and like all of that's been going on for a while. We're just exposing it now and then people are reacting. And then, so we're seeing a lot more with the police cameras and I don't know why I'm going there right now, but <laughs> I think, I think we, you know, um, like with with everything that's going on, like we can react to that, or we can, you know, like like we can't. I mean, we can make a difference and change it, but you know, like we have to also uh, uh, spend our lives. I think um, uh, having some joy, <laughs> you know, you know, find the good things and be positive uh, to turn to try to turn things around. Um, so that we're healthy, uh, I, I think. I think the the, the people are suffer, suffering the most. Uh, that that is really difficult for me to witness is uh, the teenagers. You know, a lot of the teenagers are going through a lot of more depression and uh, because of our world. I mean, look at the world we brought them into, and um, so uh, you know, the older people. Are, you know, we have to. I think it would be. You know, if we could just just uh, uh, lead it by example and show show them that uh, that we could have a, a good life out here. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just going all over the place. But <laughs> okay, it's okay. And I, I like what you're saying, and I get it. I mean, basically, it's like you obviously can't ignore what's happening, but you have right. to create a better future while dealing with what's happening. 
And that yeah, seems like exactly. kind of what you're doing, you know, which is, it's beautiful. I mean, that's what an artist is there to do is create a brighter future to, in my mind. Right. You know? right. And, and what about causes we can make? No. Uh, and, 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 and as a musician, I can, I, I can make a cause through my music um, and, and having the band name rather than, you know, having a band name that someone reads it and they're like, Oh God, it's suffering horrible. You know, they look at that and it's like, Oh, it's boundless joy. And it's kind of funny because, you know, I've got some uh, comments uh, that some people were like, man, you couldn't think of a more of a gay band name if you even tried. Like, it's like, you know, yeah, yeah. It's it's it, because people, are, when they look at something that's going to make them happy, they get uncomfortable. You know, I, I think, uh, you know, it's, it's like not, not tough. It's not like, you know, like the band Slayer, like violence and... Like, yeah. I, I was a big fan of, you know, Slayer, uh, but this is a point in my career where, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at uh, trying something on the complete other end of the spectrum to, um, for the cause. And, 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 and it's available. All the other, yeah. band, all the other band names are taken. <laughs> well, there's that too. Fair all the horror, all the scary names are taken. So, you know. Yeah, I was going to say, it's way easier to find a happy band name. <laughs> yeah. So Ivan, what's the weirdest thing that's ever inspired you? The weirdest thing that ever inspired me is probably Burning Man. Okay. Burning Man, going to Burning Man uh, opened me up. It made me, it made me realize uh, the limitless possibilities of the things we could do on this planet um, because of the of the uh, the freedom of expression through art. At, on the playa at Burning Man. Burning Man is totally like like now it's like a thousand dollars a ticket. But I went I went back in the in the uh, beginning of the of the millennium. Uh, uh, two thousand one was my first year. I came back and boom, World Trade Center came down. Yeah. Um, uh, but that was uh, uh, and what inspired me so much was how how every, oh my god I talk about the name Boundless Joy. Everybody is there. The fact that they're to have that freedom to just be themselves and express. Everybody was so happy, and every and there was so much uh, um, fire uh, in, in their souls to just uh, the the life, the, the their life soul was just all of the souls were just just sparkling and just so exciting. Um, uh, because you know what they what they do at Burning Man is you have a blank slate of a playa, and they come in and they create a city for that one week, yeah. and and. Um, so I was told to bring all my drums uh, or bring whatever you want that you love. Right. I, I thought it was going to be just a concert or something. And I was like, okay, where do I get, you know, uh, who's playing or something, you know, <laughs> but it was, it was just, a, you got to check it out. But that was, you know, like, like all the fire spinners, uh, the, the tribal drummers and, uh, um, and that was the weirdest thing. I think that inspired me to, to answer your question. <laughs> That's awesome. No, that's a great answer. That's one of the coolest answers I've gotten to that question, actually. So, uh, so how has your art influenced other people? Uh, that's a good question. I think my the way my art has influenced other people. Well, if you look at uh, the white zombie fans out there, I think that's uh, an example. Um, I think, uh, uh, well, I don't know. You know, I I, uh, I I I I I feel like uh, the fans are uh, a lot of fans. I've seen, I've gotten comments from fans that shared stories how it 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 kept them off the streets and inspired them so much to uh, like just craziest stories. Uh, where they say, if it wasn't for White Zombie, I'd be dead. <laughs> wow. Or like, you know, uh, uh, where they st stayed up for three days doing drugs, listening to White Zombie and, and fucking chicks or something, you know, just crazy stories, you know, where it's like they, where the music has just transformed their lives to just uh, go on a journey. Um, you know, I love, you know, people talk about how, they do a road trip. They throw in white zombie. They, you know, they, there's a lot, a lot of diehard fans out there that, uh, you know, it, it really uh, uh, defined their lives, kind of the, the way Slayer, Metallica, and all those bands defined my life, life growing up. 
uh, made me want to play drums more. And I got uh, fans that talk about how they uh, were inspired to become a drummer listening to White Zombie and my drumming. So that, that, that's pretty epic. That's really epic to hear that because I, I had no idea that that would be something I was going to witness in this lifetime. <laughs> yeah, no, it's easy. And it's funny to think too that it's been so long since White Zombie was actually around because Rob's been doing his solo thing for so long. But it's been since the mid 90s. And I mean, Lost Extra Sister, what year did that come out? Was it 90? When the hell did that come out? 90, 92 or 91. 92 was, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, it's crazy to think that it was that long. Because it feels like yesterday. It's so relevant. everywhere. Last year was, a, it was the 30th anniversary of that record. Yeah. No, I know. And it, it just, I, I mean, I love that album so much. I still jam that album. And, as somebody who was a fan back in the day and still is a fan too, um, it was influential on me personally to the degree that I'm literally writing a song now and the the pre-chorus riff is totally a white zombie riff. Very cool. <laughs> it is very white zombie. The drums have a very white zombie. So <laughs> me personally, in case you didn't know that, um, and I really appreciate it. Like it's, oh God, what a great album. Well, very cool. Very cool. Yeah. So thank yeah, you. Yeah. yeah, and 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 to this day, you know, I, I teach drums. And uh, so I, I have a lot of students that I, I uh, share my grooves and, and watch them transform from being like, oh my God, I want to I learn that to having it down is such a great satisfaction for me. Um, you know, that's, that's one of my great pleasures of life is teaching and being a teacher. That's so awesome. And that's important to us, especially when you get to a certain point where you've learned and done the things you've done. It's like passing the torch to the next generation is a big deal and, and doing it in the way that they, you know, in the right way that they can actually learn from what you've done. It's really incredible. Exactly. exactly. Oh, yeah, man. Right on, man. <laughs> so shifting gears a little bit, do you have any pre-show or pre-studio rituals? Uh, pre-show or pre Wow. You know, my big... My... Since you're, since you're asking me, I'm a Buddhist, and uh, so uh, I like to I like to chant, uh, um, and my, my the chant in this Buddhist practice is Nam Myoho Renge Kyo, and I, which translation is the devotion to the mystic law of cause and effect through sound and vibration. We were talking about vibrations earlier, how music is vibration, and yeah. the rhythmical vibration of drumming, and um, so the chanting gets me in rhythm with my existence and the universe it's a we're the microcosm everything else is the macrocosm sure. uh not, not to preach buddhism on you guys or anything well, but you know I, I just tell you what you know you asked me what i like to do that yeah. that puts me in tune and it, and it and it just you know raises my life condition and i feel more in tune and get ready for the show or for the for the recording um so i like to do that um i also like to drink coffee uh, and I, <laughs> you know, uh, if, if it's right before a show, I don't like to drink coffee. It makes me too antsy. But, uh, but in the morning, you know, uh, and then there's just, that's like the regular daily ritual. Uh, um, but yeah, yeah. And stretching. I like to stretch before a show. Got to stretch. Good. Uh, and of course, uh, of course, you know, just warming up my, warming up my, um, my, my body uh, through uh, uh, just just going through on on, on the drum pad, uh, some some rudiments mix and yeah yeah that's important. That's cool, man. That's cool, and I love that you have a spiritual aspect to that. I mean, that's kind of been a common thread, and I've had people on this show that have, you know, even been like, you know, yeah, people that have been like, I'm Christian, and that's a big part of what I do, and that's cool. You know, I think it's important yeah. for people to have a spirituality, whatever that is and whatever makes sense to them. I think that's cool that you incorporate that into what you do, man. Yeah, and, and, and I think it's important also because because we don't know what all of, like, you know, there, there's infinite possibilities of realms out there. We The universe is forever. Sure. Uh, within us is forever. Uh, time is is forever. Uh, so how can we explain everything that is? And so if you know when things when things go bad in our lives or bad in our environment, how do we handle huge disappointments? How do we handle you know? And that's where um, uh, tools and certain tools out there that can help us uh, face that uh, and 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 just you know, uh, and that's that's where we either religion or 
and 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 Buddhism is more like not like a like a practice for me. It's like practicing drumming or my rudiments. Practicing uh, uh, Buddhism for me is is like practicing the rudiments of drumming, where we're just getting the universe and our lives in tune. You yeah. got to tune up your vehicle. You got to tune up your life. Um, it's like polishing. They call it polishing the mirror. Polish. So you polish the mirror. You really see your true identity. So you can see who it is you are. And if, once you know who we are, then we can know what our mission. You know. Then we see. Okay. If I see me, I know where I need to go. But if I can't see, I can't see my life because I'm blurred and not. You know. So it's so important to be present with our life. <laughs> Showing up. For this lifetime, because our life, life, we're only here for X amount of days on this planet, and you know, might as well live it, live at, live the most, and 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 help this environment, this help the planet if we can, you know. Yeah, no, it's huge. I think, and that's a, it's a big viewpoint that I think a lot of people. I think it's great that you're saying that and hearing that coming from you. I think any one of the points of this show is to influence people positively to do more as an artist and as a human being in general too. So I think it's really great that you said that it's a, it's a really yeah. beautiful viewpoint. Yeah. So, so what risks, if any, have you personally taken for the sake of your music? Risks, <laughs> maybe uh, assuring that I'm a Buddhist. No, <laughs> well, you know, you know, the, 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 the good thing about Buddhism, you can't OD on it. You know, like, like, like some people, you know, say, ah, oh, when I do, I just need to do one more line and then I'll see the true really reality of their existence, <laughs> you know, or heroin, you know, it's, 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 it's a safe uh, way to uh, uh, kick ass, I think, in life. Um, uh, like risks, as far as risks go, I think it was, um, a biz I think the biggest risk was when I souped up the... Uh, I had a van that we toured with, with White Zombie and back in the early days, and uh, I souped up the engine. Basically, I turned it into a hot rod. Oh, uh, I put a, I, I, it was a, only a six-cylinder engine, but I still put in, it was a 300. Um, it, I, I, I put a four-ball carburetor, ISKI camshaft, uh, so the lift and duration was, was uh, that, that thing was so powerful. Um, and we decided to move from New York to LA and we, we, we piled in that van. And I wanted to see how fast this vehicle could really go. Oh, and I pushed it on a straight shot in the middle of nowhere. I, I felt it was safe because there's nothing around. And I floored it and this thing went, it was just, just pegged as far as it can go. I don't know, like, like I think the, the max was like 120 or something, but it just oh, pegged it. And 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 I, I just suddenly realized I could probably kill us all. I better slow down. And so I, I I just brought it back down. But that was a that was that was probably the biggest risk. Since you asked me, I you know, it's a funny story right there. But you know, that that and it flew. Like it, like it was the engine was just like pretty much sitting where it should be at that speed. Because it when it when you slow down, it's like yeah. So then when you're going, when you're hitting like 80 miles an hour, it's like the normal, because that lift and duration of the of the camshaft, um, uh, you need to go faster to uh, be sit in the smooth, I don't know. That was uh, the only one and only hot rod I built. Uh, it was some, some guy who lived in my house. I'm like, the, 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 like, we're having trouble going up the hills. Like, you want some more power? I'll show you how to get more power in that vehicle. So he pulled out this race car freaking, you know, so you can, you can buy this part. You just order the parts, they'll come in. <laughs> I went to I, I remember the, the it was what's called uh, some speed shop. You know, you get your race car parts. Sure. I've owned Coney Island Avenue in Brooklyn and drive out there, bring I brought all the parts home and like, okay, I got it, let's build it. And right outside on President Street in Brooklyn, New York, just rebuilt my freaking van. It was Jeez. crazy. And, they, and he wouldn't come out to help. He's like, bring me donuts, bring me coffee. I'm like, fuck. It's 12 o'clock in the afternoon. I got to build my, we got to like go on tour. And, you know, the other guys in the band would go out to the big parties. This was like, we're getting signed to Geffen Records. And I'm missing out on all that shit because I'm building the freaking van. That's dedication, man. <laughs> I know. I know. I, and I, I was like, I was like, fuck, I'm scrapping, scraping off the gasket next to my bed. You know, the gasket on the, on the, on the head yeah. of the engine yeah. The fucking engine block sitting next to my bed because I gotta scrape that thing off 
And he said, you got to get all the, the old gas has completely clean. You got to do more, right? You got to keep scraping it. I'm like, all right, man. Fucking, that was nuts. That's awesome. Yeah. So, so what's one thing about you that would shock everyone to know? One thing about me, well, I, I, I shared a, uh, I don't think people really knew that I'm a Buddhist, but uh, okay. that, that was, you know, and, and um, uh, well, let's see. Uh, one thing about me, that'd be really shocking everyone to know. Um, hmm. I, uh, I don't like to do drugs, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe some people think I'm a, I'm a pothead or something, you know, like, like to me, it, 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 like, like that would be like medicine when I have the time, but I can't do it when I'm busy and I'm always busy. But if I have like three days, four days off or something and I need to chill, you know, I, 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 I could, I could, uh, smoke a little weed but i that that's and i have to do just one lightest freaking the, 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 the freaking weed these days are so freaking powerful that it's like like if i do a little hit i'm baked yeah um but yeah yeah but i i can't do anything man I, I, the only thing i could do is caffeine and um and even that is pretty intense for me sometimes Right I like on, to man. do uh, sometimes do a double shot, double shot espresso. <laughs> good man, you're good um, for like three uh, days. Yeah, I'm up for three days, man. Party, Woo! no, uh, <laughs> no, but that's cool, man. And I mean, that's also, I think, that's a great example of just being productive. I think there's kind of a bit of a prevailing viewpoint, even to this day. And I know I had this when I was younger of like, you go, you make music, and it's just a big party all the time, and it's easy, and there's not like a work side to it, but it's actually all work. Like yeah. you got to hustle your ass to get things done. And it's a, yeah. it's a business, you know, if you do it with any level of any degree of, of intention to, you know, go beyond your bedroom with it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I have a Japanese girlfriend. Oh, nice. I I, yeah. Yeah. I don't really talk about, about my love life, but I've had, I've been with her for, uh, we're going to, we're going on 10 years this year. Oh, congratulations. That's a big deal. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if that's a shocking thing. That's like, okay, good. He's got a job in school. But you know, she took me to Japan a couple times, and and I, I really love the culture, and I think they're awesome. I think the Japanese culture is, is amazing. Um, that's cool. You know, I, I think other than that, I've got a pretty boring life. I'm not really, you know, I don't do big parties or anything. I, I fantasize about parties. You know, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, you know, I remember those days. Um, I have two daughters uh uh 14 and 18 uh awesome girls they're super cool and uh having kids that was uh something that really was one of the biggest things that made me realize how powerful we are as human as, as, uh, i guess not as human beings but more as like because because uh they're the future right and they're the ones uh we have to we got to leave the planet behind to our children. And uh, if, uh, if, if we don't leave them a planet, we, you know, then humanity will cease to exist. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's a responsibility that goes along with, I mean, being a human being in general, but even as an artist, because again, like we're the ones that are creating futures for this planet. You know, I mean, yeah. like yeah. you were talking about earlier about dealing with what's here to deal with, but then creating a better future through your your art. And that's there's a responsibility with that too. And it's kind of great, honestly. I think. Yeah. And speaking of another thing that may be shocking for people that they didn't know is is uh I took care of my mom in this house for the last five years of her life. Oh wow. Um, and I, I was able to do that with uh, hiring a caregiver. And um, but that was a really, really challenging experience. And without my Buddhist practice, I wouldn't you know, know how to, how to handle it. I, I uh, basically, you know, you have to have compassion. You got to really learn because elderly people get really pissed off. They get angry. They're like, they're like, shit, I can't hear right the same. I can't do the same things. You know, and they and, and so we without compassion, 
you know, we can just fight all the time. And uh, so that was a really, really heavy learning experience for me. I'm really happy I did it. And if it wasn't for me doing that, she would be in a nursing home. And I really, um, and I really, because my mom, she, I really felt like I had to pay her back because she helped white zombie make it. It was right. because of her, she allowed the band to rehearse in our basement. Even though she was hard, like like one time Rob Zombie had to pick her up and say, okay, you need to leave the jam room right now. <laughs> like, like, yeah, that's my mother. Yeah, but but my mom was really mean to us. Like she was like, like, why don't you pay Ivan anything? Where's the money? <laughs> the Russian accent. And um uh um but yeah yeah it, 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 you know she she uh she let us jam down there you know we paid my mom like 50 bucks a month for utilities or something because we'd rehearse you know five days a week down there uh, had a daycare center going on upstairs she risked the daycare center because just no devil music no devil music <laughs> we have children the parents can see the the devil shirts and the ripped jeans <laughs> But we would hang out on the stoop drinking our coffee because we'd, you know, we'd always go get our coffee. Um, uh, none of the guys in the band did drugs. It was actually one of the pretty amazing. Wow. Yeah, yeah, we we're, we're fortunate. You know, then that's that's part of success. You know, is, is we were able to to uh, control ourselves. We did like to enjoy our, and having a few beers and and things like that. Uh, um, but anyway, I'm talking a lot here and. You know, ask me what people don't know, and it's coming to me now. <laughs> no, and that's cool. And hey, it's your interview. I'm, I, I appreciate that. <laughs> right. um, so sh shifting gears again a little bit, um, what's the one thing or the one tool you absolutely cannot live without as an artist and why? Um, wow. Uh, the one tool I cannot live without... Uh, my well, um, I I could live without my drums because everything is drums. You can you can pound on the tables. I grew up pounding on my school tables, so um, I think my 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 hands. But if I didn't have my hands, I could use my elbows. My my <laughs> I can use my my feet. You know, I I think what's amazing is 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 we can we can look at uh, the glass half full and half empty. I've seen so many disabled people pulling off incred more incredible shit than a lot of people with all their limbs um and i think what it comes down to is uh is my positive attitude i was a, i had a positive attitude even before i was introduced to buddhism but um uh, but having that positive attitude allows us to look at every problem as an opportunity and and even though sometimes i i like i like a disaster happens and people are like, oh my God, I'm defeated. I've lost everything or, or this and that. And I would be like, you know, you'd have to get back up. You gotta get back up. And when you get back up and you look at that problem as an opportunity now to just rebuild it and try something even more. I mean, there was um, an incredible saxophone player that had, what's his name? He had, his lips were, were uh, ripped off or something or something happened and he couldn't, he couldn't, um, play anymore, the doctor said, but he fought and fought and fought. And it was probably actually a Buddhist experience. Um, and he ended up, he ended up having an incredible uh, sound because of his ripped up lip. It yeah. gave him a, a certain a signature sound that he became legendary. I, man, I wish I not... Uh, I wish I knew his name, uh, but uh, uh, I'll, I'll I'll text you later when I when yeah. I figure it out, and then you can like maybe put it in one of the things. But but yeah, it's sure. all about like what we can't live without. I would say um, I would say a positive attitude. Yeah, I like absolutely. Totally makes sense, man. And the one thing too, just a, a more uh, example that more people are aware of too, as far as like people with like physical things where it was like, oh, you should change that. And they didn't. Freddie Mercury and his teeth, he used to get, okay. you know, people used to get on him for his teeth, but his teeth, yeah. I mean, they were yeah. shaped. That was how he got his voice and, and the resonance in his voice. Exactly. And everything. Because, yeah. yeah. There you go. So there you go. It gives you your, you know, you know, we, should, we have to embrace the odd things about us, you know, yeah. as artists. 
you know, embrace our weird shit. You know, that's where we find the ultimate fire, you know, and, and, and I was actually thinking about how, how like we can go one way or we can go another. And some people, they have that weird thing about them and they be, they use it to do evil, you know, they go, they go to the dark side and we have to be careful as human beings, you know, uh, uh, because some of our, you know, like that rage and anger, you know, a lot of angry motherfuckers out there would turn to violence, right? But we, we can say, okay, instead of violence, I can, I can, I can, you know, do a crazy, you know, heavy hardcore punk band and be the most badass freaking thing. Like I remember watching the Crow Mags, you know, freaking Harley Flanagan would just rip it up on stage and do crazy ass shit. And that was so exciting. You know, and if, if it wasn't for that, he'd probably be, you know, been in jail or something or, you know, like like watching Bobby Hamble up there on, on stage with Biohazard. You know, he was crazy. But he, you know, when he get off, when he got off the stage, there was always, you know, uh, an, an encounter that I'd heard about. But um, but the more we we put our put, put that negative energy into into our art, I think is, is, is uh, the key. And that's why I love teaching. Keep the kids off the street. You know, yes, absolutely. Right on, man. So what has been the most difficult piece of music for you to create and why? I, I'd say um, the band Healer. Okay. My band, the band Healer has uh, a Middle Eastern heavy metal sound. And we had to, uh, I had to mix. Because um, we had a female singer and a male singer. We had violin, guitar lead guitar, bass, drums, percussion, uh, electronic sounds, uh, uh, you know, orchestral sounds, yeah. all like all of that together. And what was really difficult is mixing it all together. You can't have everything playing all the time. And writing that, we had to really learn how to do less. And uh, <laughs> so, um, uh, and I, so I'd say that album, Awakening, was very difficult and unfortunately i had to um uh choose between kate uh the singer and scott and kate is one of the greatest female vocalists i've worked with and scott um uh his voice uh uh fit uh better for the music for the lead, lead vocalist i kept kate on the record still but she wasn't singing along with him on all of the parts because that just didn't work. Uh, it was too much, too much. And um, uh, so, um, yeah, yeah. Like like she would do a, a, a vocal thing and then the violin would do a, a melodic thing and then the uh, guitar would do something too. And I'm like, okay, I gotta pick. So I had to choose, which, which am I, what, what am I gonna mute? What am I gonna have come through? <laughs> so as a mixing engineer, you, you, you gotta be careful uh, with what you decide to leave on the record and, or take out from the record. Definitely. And I remember you playing me some of the healer stuff at NAMM and that you, whatever you did, man, was that stuff is mind blowing. That's like a whole other plane of existence in the music world. As far as I'm concerned, know. <laughs> it was really intense. Uh, thank you. Yeah. 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 So here's a fun question for you. If you were going to write a book about your career up to this point, what would you title it? Wow. Uh, <laughs> straight out of Brooklyn, no. Uh, <laughs> SOB. <laughs> SOB. Son of a... <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I guess straight, straight out of Brooklyn just came to mind, but uh, I, I think there might be some other straight, straight, it was straight out of Compton. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, uh, straight out of the basement. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. It's it a, appears you're an SOB either way. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, that is true. Huh? No, that's cool, <laughs> man. I actually like that. Or like son of Brooklyn or something. I don't know. I can, right? I, I can feel it. Yeah. So, yeah. so I got a couple more questions for you here. Uh, first is what are your plans for world domination? World pl plans for world domination. 
uh, well, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to drink some coffee. Good. Yeah. And then, and then, um, uh, I'm going to just be chill. I'm going to hang and I'm going to go, I'm going to go, all right, motherfucker. Bring it on. <laughs> I like that. I think that is possibly the best answer I've ever gotten to that question. <laughs> All right, man. And then I have one last question for you and just revisiting my introduction from the beginning of the show. So this show, you know, it's not only to showcase the best of independent artists, it's to explore what inspires them, what drives them and what they consider their fundamental purpose as an artist to be. So Ivan, what's your truth? My truth is, uh, don't lie to yourself. Uh, 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 don't be afraid to be who you are. Uh, being, you know, there's the the ultimate thing is is each one of us has uh, uh, we're we're all unique, unique in a way of you know there's no there's no two of us right there. We're we're uh, what we have in our path is unique from everything else that's out there. So. We have to really listen and find out what that is, and um, so uh, we gotta we gotta uh, remove all of the of the things that's blocking us from 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 believing that we are the shit. So um, uh, uh, so the the most, the most important thing is is really being brave, really being brave. Like like I think my band. It, it was really brave to, to release the name because Boundless Joy is not a metal band name. Like, like people are like, what the fuck? You know, and then people I really love it, you know, but but it was like, it was like, I, you know, you gotta say, fuck it. Do what you think, what you think deep inside. Forget about what's going on out there in the real world. And that's my truth is, is we really got to be brave and and say fuck it, I'm gonna be me, a hundred and fifty percent, and that's it. Amen. <laughs> well, stated. that's dangerous because that means that means we're gonna freaking have world domination because because when you really speak your true voice, people love it. People don't like the bullshit copied fucking millions of same artists doing the same shit over and over and over again. We don't need that. Don't loop your shit. Play it live. <laughs> man. Fuck yeah. That is a fantastic end of this interview. Now, Ivan, before we do end off, I did want to give you 60 seconds to plug anything you'd like, anything going on. I know you got things happening with Boundless Joy. So 60 seconds of everything Ivan approved. Fire away. Ivan approved. Uh, boundless joy the album i'm gonna open it right here it's on cd it just came out a couple of days ago and this cd is a work of art i mean they, 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 we were like fuck it we're gonna we're gonna be ourselves look at that look at that we're like <laughs> motherfucker coming straight out of the basement <laughs> straight That's out of the okay. basement that's gonna catch on, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, uh, so get your CD. Um, uh, that's the one I want to plug right now because we are proud of this. We spent a year doing this. We got a song called "Out of the Pandemic" because what? We're out of the pandemic, and yeah. um, it, the timing is good, pretty good with that name, huh? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I, I love um, that you have a CD too. I love that you actually are doing a hard copy release. A lot of people don't do that anymore, so I love that. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, yeah, because you know, some people, some people want to want to have it, and uh, so you can order that, um, and it's on the website. Just, just you know, you can go to my website, and there's a uh, on the menu. Uh, so IvanDeprume.com will take you to my Burning Sound Studios page, uh, and a BoundlessJoy.com is Boundless-Joy.com will uh, take you to also the Boundless my 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 studio page because on that website we have the band page and there you can order the cd you can order t-shirts we got t-shirts we got um uh and i got some ivan defoon merchandise there too you can check out uh i got a coffee mug i'm gonna post on there i gotta put that up there too 
my coffee mug. You, you're gonna, I, man, I, that, it actually is really cool. It actually is really cool. The coffee mug. You gotta check it out. Yeah, <laughs> no, and I will put links to all that in the description below. By the way, so that'll be easy. Thank for you. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. Of course. Oh, of right course. on, bro. Well, dude. You know what? I'm so bummed. I'm not coming to Nam. Yeah, well, I want to see you guys. You know, we, we were gonna hang out. We made it's our annual freaking hangout, and here I am freaking. But you know, American Overdose, that was a good opportunity for the band. Well, and you're doing, man, the, your whole purpose, the whole point is you're an artist, you're doing your purpose. So that's beautiful, yeah. man. If there was a reason to miss Nam, that would be it. Is that you're actually yeah. out there doing it. I know. I had to, you know, but I did pause. I did pause and I was like, missing my bros at Nam, Missing my bros at Nam. You know, so, I got high school friends out there, you know, Rob and Tony and fucking, you know, yeah, man. <laughs> so what it is you guys we got to set up another time to meet up maybe we meet up in vegas or something yeah yeah yeah, yeah. why the hell let's not do let's do it let's do it you know what I'll, I'll book a show so we can come out there and perform for you personally there you go that would be awesome yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, definitely when that's scheduled let me know i will do i will move hell and earth to be there if i can if, if it's doable i will be there are you are you in la or vegas um, I'm actually up in the Bay Area right now. Oh, okay, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so I mean, Vegas is easy to get to. Nice. Yeah. Sweet, bro. Right on, man. Well, thank you so much for being here with me, man. I know you're busy. I appreciate you taking the time to uh, to do the interview. And uh, guys, boundless joy. Check this shit out. It is check fucking it bomb. Thank and, you. Uh, and until next episode, this has been the What's Your Truth podcast. We'll see you next time later. <laughs> Take care, man. Have a good one, bro. Yeah, you follow your own rules and you preach them on to me. But you don't think before you act and you ain't got no business with me. You know, no. But then watch your truth. Oh, watch your truth.